I think I, I, I'm example of it, so I have to change from here. When you understand the law of giving and you are done giving, you wouldn't spend much time in praying, believing that you sow the seed in a good soil or in a good environment. So we need to be able to descend to know when and how to sow so that we don't waste time and be praying. Just be expectant because when you sow the seed, believing it that God is going to multiply for us. Amen. So I want us to take our confession. Uh, dear Father, I thank you for the knowledge of your word that has come to my spirit today. Now, when I sow seeds, I know that the law of sowing and reaping is operational. Therefore, my harvest is as sure as your word is sure. Thank you for multiplying my seed soon and increasing the fruit of my righteousness. Amen. So you can also read Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1 to 4 and Luke chapter 6 verse 38. That is our further studies. So you can also go there for references concerning our soul food today. So our soul food was only about the focus on your harvest. Don't focus on the seed but focus on the outcome of your seed. We are seated once again to digest into the word of God and I believe last two weeks, a man of God made us known that he's going to start a new series with us today. You see, we are built into identity in Christ. And you have realized about who you are, what you carry. One thing is, if you don't know who you are, you wouldn't know what you have. If you don't know what you have, you can't be an effective Christian or you can't utilize what you have. So we have studied that and today happens to be a new day. In a new season for a man of God to take us through another series that you also enjoy from it. Hello, Pastor Joseph. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Please, you're welcome. Thank you. How was your weekend? It was, it was very wonderful and great. Yeah. Wow. So, the listeners are already ready for today's new series we are so enticed to listen to you so the i greet all my listeners and today i want you to sit down and listen to me attentively today i'm starting a new series that is entitled spiritual maturity spiritual maturity you see, if you are a child of God, you need to grow. You need to grow. You need to grow to finally you attain maturity. So the church is there to help you as a child of God to grow. That's the main purpose of the church. You see, we have been recreated in Christ Jesus for good works. And we are supposed to attain to the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is the ultimate, and that is what God expects us to reach. You see, God always declares the end from the beginning, 
and because he knows what he wants to build in us so now jesus has become the prototype of what god is looking for in his children so jesus is our role model jesus is our role model so we look at jesus the author and finisher of our faith we look up to him so when you become born again and you start coming for church services as a leader my responsibility is to build you up till you get to that stature So you cannot say you are born again and you stay home. Because after being born again, you need to grow up. You need to grow. And you grow from one level to add another. So the church is a school. You see, normal schools you go, you start from scratch, nursery, then uh, lower primary, upper primary, then you move on. So it's the same thing. In, in the church setting when you come you need to move from one level to another so it's when a child is born the child has got the potential and the capacity to grow so the baby doesn't grow to become a human he's already human but you have to what feed the baby to grow up so that is what we do in church because we are there for a purpose we are there because god expect us to deliver a mandate and in delivering this mandate it is only few people who are supposed to do that everybody is involved if we're a child of god you are supposed to be what get involved in this mandate that god has given to us we call it the great commission so we have been saved to go and save others delivered to go and deliver others that is our job so everybody has been called so if a child of god you have been called but you need to be brought up so that you can occupy the place that you have already been given as a child of God. Is we are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. And that place is far above principalities and powers. We are in a place of authority. But you need to be nurtured. You need to be equipped. You need to be brought up so that you can occupy that place effectively and operate in that place so that is the reason why you need somebody to teach you so in christianity there's not only a call to be alive in the lord but also to live for the lord to live for him 
that is the stage that you should what desire for that's what you should work towards if you are a child of god there should come in your life or there should come a stage where you live for jesus but not for yourself you may start by living for yourself but when you grow you need to put away that and get hold of your call that you have been called into so paul if you read all the letters of paul ephesians colossians he was praying for the brethren that their eye of understanding may be enlightened so that they may see the hope of god's call upon their lives we have been called we have been chosen so peter says ye are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood but there are stages as i said there are stages in spiritual growth or maturity there are stages and you see the bible the new testament was written in greek and at times when you are reading the bible especially when you go and meet uh, a word like babies then a word like son you see the greek has got so many words but because the english was not rich enough they were not able to get words to really explain what the writer was trying to uh, communicate to us so when it comes to the greek language we have about four words that is used to describe the various stages of the christian life four words the first one is nepus and the second one is paideon paideon p-a-i-d-i-i-o-n and the third one is technon and the fourth one is hues and today i'm going to take one of them i'm going to take nepus when we say nepus what's the meaning of nepus nepus means a little child or an infant or you can say a minor a baby not of age or we can also metaphorically use it for childishness someone who is untaught or someone who is unskilled someone who is unskilled so when you are become born again you are an infant so we can call you a nepuse it's like you are in a new kingdom and you need to be taught the principles of the kingdom the norms of the kingdom the culture of the kingdom you see that is the reason why when jesus was about to ascend to heaven he instructed he gave a command to peter that peter if you love me feed my sheep 
because the 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 believers back then they were new believers and they were babes in Christ so they needed to go out, to be fed so that they can grow as for the disciples they they have been with Jesus Jesus took took them through the principles of the kingdom he used to have leaders meeting with them after a crusade then he will meet them and what explain the uh, things better to them even the parables that Jesus uh, gave most of them he explained it to the disciples so they knew more about the kingdom than the other believers so he told uh, Peter that if you love me make sure you feed my sheep because if you are not fed after being born again there's no way you know how things are done in the kingdom you will not know so I want you to open your Bible to Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 3 Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 3 yeah now I say that the heir as long as he is a child differed nothing from a servant though he be lord of all but is under tutors and governors until the time I pointed of the father even so we when we were children were in bondage under the elements of the world amen amen he says an heir you see we are an heir because we are sons and daughters of God so whatever belongs to God belongs to us and Paul went on to say that we are joint heir with Christ. Because Christ is also a son of God. And everything that belongs to God belongs to him. And because Jesus came to die and paved the way and created the access for us, for us to also become sons and daughters of God, we have also attained that right, the right of our hereditary yeah so we know so now what belongs to god belongs to us and we are joint when we talk about joint accounts it's not 50 50 100 percent because we are sons so we are an heir of god so paul says all things are, are what are yours but although all things are yours you need to what grow to a certain stage before you can utilize what has been given unto you so when i was teaching about your identity in christ through god's word we found out that we have been made kings and priests if you read revelation chapter 1 verse 5 and 6 he said we have been made kings and priests he's not going to do it he's not about to do it we have already been made kings and priests So you need to what? To be brought up to occupy your throne. You need to be brought up so that you can enter your priestly uh, ministry. So Paul is saying that although, although you are an heir, but you differ nothing from what? A servant. Because in the Jewish uh, culture, 
your father can give you an inheritance and give a specific date or a, a specific age that when you reach that age the one who is taking care of you that is your tutor here in our settings we call them uh, servants or yeah we call them servants that if my son reach this age you can give him the inheritance at times they put it in a world even if you go to europe they will put it in a world that if you get to the age of 18 then your inheritance will be given to you but it will not be given until you reach that age in some countries it's 21 years so here Paul is saying that although you are an heir, everything belongs to you, but you need to what? Learn certain things so that the inheritance that is already yours, you'll be able to what? Utilize this. Because there are so many people, even Jesus gave a parable of the prodigal son. The prodigal son, you know, he was on his father's matter that I need my inheritance, give it to me, and the father divided the inheritance. Then he collected his inheritance, and you know what he did with it. He went to another country and what? Blew everything, the money, because he didn't have the capacity to multiply the money that was given to him. He didn't know how to invest. He didn't know so many things. So he, he was not able to utilize the, the, pro the properties and the monies that were given to him. So that is what... Uh, Paul is trying to communicate to us here that although you are an heir, although you are a king, although you are a priest, the, so far as you are still a babe, you cannot occupy your throne and your office as what? As a king and as a priest. You cannot occupy it. That is why there should be the desire for you to what? To grow so that you can occupy your place that has been given to you. So you don't have to remain there. When you become born again, don't remain where you are. Don't remain at one stage. Because all these stages I'm talking about, the, there is a, a tendency that you, you can stagnate in one of the stages. That tendency is there, I tell you. To be stagnant at one place and you will not move forward. You remain at only one place. But you should be able to grow progressively. If you are not doing that as a child of God, that means something is wrong. There's something wrong somewhere. So it's like you are in KG, then you are being taught algebra. One plus one, two plus two, three plus three, you see addition, subtraction, and all that multiplication. You see, you learn these basic things. You see, you are building your mass foundation because you you may you might need it as you what as you progress. But when you get to uh, stage one, stage two, you still be taught algebra and the ones that will you learned in KG you, you, you might still need them. And if you forget, that means you cannot progress. So a lot of students 
they don't have good mass foundation and if you don't have good mass foundation i tell you, as you progress you will suffer that's why the schools they if you are if you have a school you need to have good mass teachers so that they can what give a good foundation math foundation for for the kids because as you grow you'll find out that you 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 face difficulties because you progress you will not remain one plus one one plus two a time will come that you'll be asked to find x and all of a sudden it changes everything find x how are you going to find x So in our school settings, things progress. In the same vein, in, in your, our spiritual life, things also progress. Things doesn't remain. Even revelation is not stagnant. Revelation is what's what? Progressive. So here he said, so far as you remain as a babe, there are some things you cannot enjoy as a child of God. There are some blessings you cannot enjoy. That's why it says you'll be put under tutors. You'll be put under teachers. You'll be put under your pastor. You'll be put under your uh, a cell leader or someone. Someone to take care of you. Because you are a babe. You need to be taken care of. When you leave a baby alone, they mess up. That's why immediately we get you born again. We will come for you. You have to make sure that you are in church every Sunday. You come for prayer meeting. You come for this meeting. You see, some people don't understand that they don't understand why we do those things. Because you are, you see, they are babes and we, they need to be instructed. If you give birth to a child, make sure that you take a, if you, like, if you remove your eyes from a baby, Things might go wrong. If you're a mother and your baby is there breastfeeding the baby and you leave the baby alone in the room, even if you are doing something, every now and then you need to go and check the baby. Otherwise, by the time will come, something might <laughs> go wrong. And you'll be responsible for that. Your husband will never forgive you for that if something happens to the baby. So that is why as leaders we are there. That's why as pastors we are there. That's why we meet very often in church. So Paul says, don't neglect the gathering of the brethren. Don't neglect. Because you need to be what? To be taught certain things. You see, these, these inheritance I'm talking about, it, these are not physical inheritance. This is not a land somewhere that we have been given. This is not a car that we have been given. These are not a physical inheritance. It's a spiritual inheritance. Biological inheritance. You see, most times we don't talk about biological inheritance. Most of you inheritance some things from your parents. We call them biological inheritance. Your nose look like your mother you have the nose of your mother, but you have the head of your father. Some of you have the legs of your father, but you have the hand of your mother. This is what I'm talking about. 
Some of you, the way you walk, you walk like your mother, but you talk like your father. These are biological inheritors. And even some sicknesses are hereditary. It's not that you are not eating right, you are eating the wrong food or anything bad that you are doing, but you inherited from your parents. So you go to the doctor, the doctor will ask you, uh, is anyone suffering from the same sickness? Then you say, oh, my father. I say, oh, okay. I know where this is coming from. It's an inheritance. So because we were given birth, birth by what? By God. He gave birth to us. We hail from him. We also had have some traits of God. Traits. I call it traits of God. We have his attributes. We have his characters. But all of us, we are at different stages. Some have more attributes of God than the than others. It depends on your maturity level. Others have two, others have three. So this is the inheritance I'm talking about. Biological inheritance. That we have received from what? From God because he gave birth to us. But as I said, if you remain a babe, you cannot enjoy Paul says we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. Blessed with all spiritual blessings. You see, it's a spiritual one. Blessings. You are blessed. But you need to grow to a certain stage for you to be able to what? Manifest that blessing that Paul is talking about. So when you become born again and you decide that uh, I don't need anybody, I don't need to be taught, I can learn on my own. I can no, it's wrong. I know you can learn on your own, but I'm talking about certain things that you cannot do for yourself. A baby cannot feed himself or herself. You need your mother to breastfeed you. So Peter says, as new born babes desire the sincere milk of God's word. Desire the sincere milk of God's word so that you may grow thereby. Because without the milk of your, of your mother, there's no way you grow. You see, the milk is intended to build your immune system. That's always I advise mothers that Nowadays, the, the mothers that are coming up, I don't know what is wrong with them. It's like they will breastfeed for two months, then they will mix with the other, other artificial uh, synthetic milks. You don't have to do that. In our time, you, our mothers were breastfeeding us till the age of two or three. May I used to come from school to come and bre breastfeed. You would do it till you see that uh, your, your teeth when you see black stains on your teeth, then you stop. So that's why we were not often sick. 
even I didn't know anything about malaria and all that because our immune system was well built. But now mothers don't, they don't have time to feed, to breastfeed their, their children. You see, you are not wiser than God. You are not wiser than God. You need to what, breastfeed your child. So as a, as a newborn babe, as a nephews, you see, although you are an heir, but as long as you are at, he is a child, he is a nephews, then you are like a servant. And he went on to say that you are under tutors and governor until the time appointed of the father. Even so, when we were what? Nephews. We were in bondage under the elements of this world. We were in bondage. Bondage of sickness and all that. We catch flu here and there. You catch malaria here and there. We see we are in bondage at the elements, under the elements of this world. We are afraid of demons, afraid of witches. All our prayers are steered towards them. Because we don't know who we are. And because, we, because you don't know who you are, you don't, you don't even know what you have and what you can what, what you can do. So at that level, you see, you are in that realm. You are in the realm, realm of demons, realm of witches. You see, I started from there, in the realm of witches and realm of demons. We pray, fire you, yeah, you both to pay, pay. Like physical, I, we use all kind of weapons and all that because we're so afraid of demons. So you need to be taught God's word. You need to be taught God's word. You need to be taken care of. Otherwise, you will still be in bondage. You see, there are some churches, there are some churches, I don't want to mention names, as a lady, you need to put on scarf and all those things. These are bondage. You put on scarf. There are some churches, you don't wear slippers, don't wear shoes. When you enter, remove your shoe because they are saying that it is what a holy place, uh, the presence of God is there, so remove your shoes because God told Moses to remove his shoes. That is bondage. But now things are changing. Things are changing. Because they didn't know. If you read First uh, Corinthians chapter 3. So a babe is still under the bondage of what? The elements of this world. First Corinthians chapter three, verse one to four. First Corinthians three, verse one to four. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying, and strife, and divisions, 
are ye not carnal and walk as men? The verse 4. For while one said, I am Paul, and another, I am Apollos, are ye not carnal? Amen. Yeah, so Paul, Paul is saying that, could not, he said, he he brethren, could not speak unto you as unto what? Spiritual, but unto what? Carnal, even as unto what? Nepios. That, that is the word, nepios, babes in Christ. He said, I have fed you with what? With milk. So babes are always fed with what? Milk. Because your immune system needs to be built. And when we talk about the milk of God's word, we are talking about the basic doctrines of Christ. The basic doctrines of, of what? Of Christ. If you read Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6, you will find it there. Repentance from dead works. That is the first, the repentance of the dead works. So we need to feed you the culture of the kingdom. We feed you with the culture, with the norms of the kingdom. There are certain things we don't do in the kingdom. So when you come to church on Sundays, we take you through. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. We instruct you on what to do. Come for this meeting. Come for that meeting. If you don't come, we'll call you. At times, we shout at you. Because sometimes you have to shout at your baby. If you don't shout, they don't get it. Then when they grow up, then you turn down. At times, you have to shout. So here, Paul was referring to them as Kana, as babes. Because of what they were doing. You see, as I said, when we talk about Nepios, it is only, uh, I'm not only talking about babes in Christ. You see, I also said that when you behave childishly, you're also turned as what? As, as a Nepios. And here the church in Corinthians, they were gifted, operating the giftings and all that. They were anointed, but it got to a time they were comparing. The Bible says if we compare ourselves with one another, then we are not being wise. You see, a young man can behave childishly. And when they behave such way, it shows that this, the level they are in the realm of the spirit. Somebody can be in church for 10 years, but they behave childishly. It shows you their level. Look at here, they were comparing Paul to Apollo. Paul who established the church. Paul who brought up the brethren. Some of them became pastors and others. Someone like Timothy, someone like Silas, Titus. All these guys, he brought them up. Now a new guy came who is called Apollo. Very fluent. He has got an addiction. Like addiction, like speak good English, he slangs and all that. He can really teach God's word. You can see that this is a teacher. Now there was division in the church. They were saying, I like the preaching of Paul. I, I, uh, some said, I like the preaching of Apollo. Division in the church. Now, if you come to church, there's a lot of division. It's like politics. I'm on this side. I'm on that side. 
divisions. You see, if you see division, it shows the level of the brethren. The if you see division in church, it shows their level. So Paul is saying that I cannot give you revelation because even the basic things you are not catching it. Because the main pillar of the church is oneness, is togetherness. That's our pillar. If that togetherness is not there, if that oneness is not there, there's no way the church will, will, will be strong and effective. But you go to the churches, a lot of divisions here and there, a lot of politicking going on. But the kingdom of God, we, 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 see, we, we, we don't practice democracy in the kingdom of God. It's not democracy. It's not about majority carry the votes. We practice theocracy. We do what God says. The church belongs to Christ. It doesn't belong to us. So we do it his way. So how can you receive revelation if you are still divided, if you are still divided? How can you receive how can we receive even as a leader, how can I give you a revelation if if even the basic ones you are having troubles with it? How can I tell you to solve a simultaneous equation? If one plus one, one plus two, you have issues with minus times minus. You don't even know minus times minus. If you multiply negative by positive, what are you going to get? Now you want me to come and teach a simultaneous equation. You want me to, to set questions, then I will tell you, find the coefficient of x. Coefficient. You don't know your board mass. You want to solve a coefficient. So all these things, you see, it's not that you are a babe, but it's just that you behave. You are behaving childishly. We instruct you, then you find your face. Are you not behaving childishly? If you look at the politicians. They will come on TV, they will come and it's, it's like they are fighting. But after, after the program, they will go and sit somewhere and drink together, eat together. But not in church. You say something that somebody is not in support with. And for the, for the next one month, you hold the mic and they will be frowning their faces. So Paul is saying that if you are behaving childishly, that means I cannot give you revelation, but I need to give you a mock. So all the messages will be, don't do this, oh, don't do that, oh, don't do this. You see, at times you don't understand why some pastor they say, don't fornicate, don't do this, don't always fornication. They will hit their... It is because of the behavior of the brethren. As a teacher, you find it very difficult to move on. If they don't even understand the basic principles of the of the kingdom, basic principles. Basic principles. 
Jesus will judge you by the number of people that you have in your church. The number. They judge you by the number that are sitting, they are seated before you. They judge you by the car you ride, you ride in. They judge you by the, the, the suit you are wearing. These are all carnal things. And if you continue to do that, there will be lack of revelation. Because God will not give you something that you can't handle. He cannot give you something that you can't handle. It's like a child of God. God bless you with some physical blessing, like a car. Then you have some uh, thousands in the bank and all that. And all of a sudden, your, your attitude changes. Your attitude towards church change your fellowship you have with God becomes come see come or something you don't pray anymore you don't come for church services you are not consistent anymore do you think God can deliver can trust you with what no so it shows you that you need to grow up because small money look at your behavior small money There are some Christians when they were in Ghana, they were very, you see, they were very, very humble. They were very supportive of the church. They were involved in the church set. They, you see, they were really involved. They loved God. They prayed. They, they fasted. They studied God's word. But now the opportunity came. They have traveled. They are now in U.S., in U.K., in Canada. But now they don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. They used to depend on God. But now it's like they have a job. They have uh, salaries. And always they, they, they translate it from pounds to cities. So it becomes very big in their eyes. So they think that life is all about money. Now if they, they want to buy a car, it's on credit. It's not here that you have to gather about 60000 to buy a car. They have all these things. They buy houses and all that. And they think that everything is okay. They don't fellowship like uh, uh, how they used to do it. They don't pray anymore. They don't even go to church anymore. So it shows you your level. It shows you the level that you are spiritually. It means that you are not matured enough for you to enjoy the biological inheritance I'm talking about. Because you see, we are a partaker of the divine nature, a partaker of the divine. We have God's nature in us, but we need to manifest the character of the nature. So if God cannot trust you with uh, money, how can you trust you with spiritual blessings? He can't trust you with that. He can't trust you with uh, power. He can't trust you with authority. He cannot trust you. You would have been in church for so many years. Now, you don't want to be instructed. So Paul says, there is division in the church. So there's, I cannot give you revelation. So anytime I come, it will just be basics I will be giving you. Just basics. 
So you see, and the pure is what? It's led by his what? His flesh. They don't see things the way God sees it. They see it on the outside, but God sees the heart. What is on the inside? You see, most of God's people are spiritually pompous. You see, Paul calls it uh, because of knowledge. It's because of knowledge. Spiritually pompous. Spiritually arrogant. But you don't have to remain there. No, you don't have to remain there. There's unhealthy competition and this and that. Unhealthy competition. You see, at times, some competitions are very necessary. I'm, I'm talking about healthy ones. It's like you see your brother doing well. There's nothing wrong getting close to your brother and say, ah, what are you doing that is making you progress? What are you really doing? You can go and make an inquiries. Maybe there's something that you are not doing. Say, what is your secret like? What are you doing? That is making you what? Grow. That is making yourself grow or your church grow. You need to what? You need to make inquiries so that you can get some information. There's nothing wrong with that. Healthy competition is allowed. But I'm talking about healthy competition. When you see your a brother or a sister going up, then you will find ways to bring him down. You see, that's what is happening in Ghana. And if you have brought it to church, there's envy, there's this, backbiting, trying to pull somebody down. No, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that. In ministry, when you, you see a brother going up, the way some people will find some, something to pull him down, they will even investigate you, trying to point something that maybe you did or you are doing just to hold it, to pull you down. And it is happening in churches. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about church. It is going on. And it shows the level that we are. It shows our level spiritually. So, the revelation that we think, uh, that is not, no. You see, we, revelation is progressive. We need to move on. But the Holy Spirit cannot do that. He cannot open the treasures to us. Because the last one he gave to us, we are not, do, we are not doing anything about it. So, he will not add a, another one to it. So, if we're in the pools, you are always led by your flesh. If you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. You see, I'm showing you the characteristics of an appeal. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. Ephesians, no, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. Efficient. Efficient chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. No, 14, 14. Come to 14, yeah. Efficient 4, 14 to 16. Yeah. That we should no longer be children, 
tossed to and fro and carried out with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plots plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ Jesus he said that we henceforth be no more nepios that's the same word nepios be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine every wind of doctrine will come and carry you away that's a characteristic of a babe there's a man of God he's very powerful then you go there there's another man of very powerful do you know how how many powerful men we have in this world so you go to everybody is that not so every move you want to follow it what what is that So these are the characteristics of, of, of the pews. And if you are listening to me and you can find yourself here, have the desire to move out of there. Have the desire to change levels. Don't remain there. Every doctrine, every wind of doctrine that the Bible is a history book, so we should throw the Bible away. They also have thrown your Bible away. Already you were not studying it. Do you know what is in the Bible? It is only the Bible that tells you that you are a king and you are a priest. It is only in the Bible that you will find that we, by his divine power we have been given all things that pertains to life and godliness. It is only in the Bible. It is only in the Bible that you, you, you will find and see that those that have received an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, they shall reign in life. It is only in the Bible. It is only in the Bible that you will find that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. It is only in the Bible that you will find that you are more than a conqueror. If you are a child of God, more than a conqueror. You are not about to conquer. You have already conquered. It is only in the Bible. Now you heard that people are saying that uh, the Bible is a history, somebody's history, and all that. So he said we should throw it away. So you also you are throwing it away. Now you don't study the Bible anymore. But look at your the stage that you are in. You are a babe. You need the sincere milk of God's word, so that you grow. You see, it shows you the level that you are. You see, at times, the, by the Holy Spirit, we can be led to do certain things. But it's not every, every, every time. Now, if you don't give them a handkerchief to go and sleep with, they will not believe. If you don't give them oil for them to bath with, they will not believe. If, you see, it shows you your level. He said, the just shall live by faith, not by sight. But if you don't give them uh, uh, materials, physical materials, if you don't give them, you see, physical mediums, show them to, uh, to a physical medium, they will not believe. They need something physical before they believe. But we're in a spiritual world. We are in a spiritual kingdom. We operate in a spiritual realm. That is where we are seated. That is where we were prayed from. Everything is spiritual. 
But there are some people, if you don't apply oil on your hands before you pray for them, they will not believe. So at times you have to apply it. It shows you their level. So you do it for them. You see, henceforth, be no more nepios, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and calling craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. A pastor is telling you that I will, I will bath you, and you also allow yourself to be bath. Can you imagine? It's like you want to give birth to a child. You are, you, you went on to see a, a man of God. As a man of God, pray for me. And the man of God will tell you, uh, I need to insert my mom to deliver your vagina. Look at this. Craftiness. People will find a way to collect your money. Craftiness. But if you don't grow up, Yes, you go through it. You experience these things. It's there. We have false teachers. We have false prophets. We have false everything. Whether they see that is true or it is false. We have two or false questions. Two or false. It's either white or black. But if you don't grow up, you continue to experience it. Moving from one fellowship to another, moving from one fellowship to another, moving from one fellowship to another. One church, hopping from one church to another, hopping from one church to another. Oh, my pastor is not powerful enough. Look, look, not powerful enough. Your, your pastor is not powerful enough. You don't even know that you are, you are not supposed to be prayed for. The God that you are looking for, that God lives in you. So don't you know that your body is the temple of God? And the spirit of God dwells in you. The God that you are looking for, that God lives in you. And you are going about looking for God in some place, in, 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 in some churches. So where God has planted you, you are, not, you are not focusing. You think that God is not in that place. But the God that you are looking for is in you. He lives in you. He talks in you. He walks in you. So you, if you see a Christian hopping from one church to another, moving from prayer camp to another prayer camp, it's like you hear this, then they follow any wind of doctrine, then they follow. It shows you the level that they are. These are what? Nepios. They are easily what? Led astray. They are unskilled. They are what? Unwise. Unskilled. In the things of God.
So now, if we're in the pews, what should you do? Me always, I will give you the solution to your challenge. What should you do as a Nepios to change levels? What should you do as a Nepios? As you are listening to me now, you know where you are now. You know your stage now. You are in the pews because you are a newly born again Christian. You are in the pews. Although you have been in the church, you have grown to a certain stage, but you are behaving childishly. What should you do? Number one, you need to what? Do God's word. You need to do God's word. And do, and do what? God's word at all times. Make sure you do his word and his will at all times. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Amen. Uh-huh. So, you are to obey God. You are to obey his word. Do his word. You do his word. Not to obey your, your flesh. Not to obey what your flesh tells you. You see, when I talk about God's word, God, you cannot separate God from his word. God is his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So do what he tells you. Follow him. Follow his words. Do his word. Jesus said, if you, my word abide in you, you abide in me, and my word abide in you, then ye shall ask of anything, it shall be done. Because God will do everything through his word. And the blessing, your blessing is in the doing of God's word. When you do it, then you get blessed. You do it, then you get blessed. Because everything you are looking for is in God's word. Everything you are asking for is in God's word. All the resources that you need to fulfill your vision and your dreams, they are all in God's word. So when you do his word, when you apply his word, then you get what you are looking for. If you obey your flesh, that means your flesh is your Lord. And God doesn't dwell in your flesh. He dwells in your spirit. Don't obey what your senses. I'm talking your flesh, your senses tells you what you see. You are moved by what you see. You are moved by what you hear. These are the gods that are leading you now. James chapter 1 verse 22. So if you are in appeals, you need to check that. Make sure, as you hear, you do. As you hear, you do. James. James 1.22. Uh -huh. But be ye doers of the word. He said, be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only. And not hearers only. Deceiving your own deceiving self. Deceiving your own self. So, you see, if you are not doing God's word, you are not deceiving anybody. You are deceiving your own self. You come for church services, you listen to a good sermon, but you go, you will be writing, writing, you go home, then you throw it somewhere. You don't, you, you see, you don't go back to study it. 
So the same bad habit that you had in school, you have brought it to church. You write notes, long notes, but you don't go over it, knowing that you'll be tested. So who are you deceiving? And the notes that your teacher will give you, the same thing you will get in that during examination, the same things, the same topics. There's also a test in life. In this life, there's, there's a lot of tests. And you need to prepare yourself for that test. Everywhere that you receive, there's a test for it. So when you receive a word about love, you'll be tested on love. I tell you, that same week, someone would do, would, would do something in the office. Someone will step on your toes. And you have been taught that you should forgive, you should love. You should so love. It doesn't matter what they do to you. You should so love. You need to have the love of God because God gave birth to you. So you have his love. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart. So every word you receive, you will be tested. If you, if you hear a word that you have been given power over all the powers of the enemies, I tell you that same week, the devil will show up, demons will show up. They will chase you in your dreams. So what are you going to do? You need to have to apply the word. You need to do the word and take charge and overcome them. If you don't do the word, you are deceiving your own self. Because the word of God is a seed. You have to plant it. You have to nurture it for it to germinate and grow and bear fruit for you. You are not doing it for the pastor. You are not doing it for anybody. And you are not doing it for God. You are doing it for your own self. So if you are not a doer and always listening, 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 but you don't apply it, it says you are deceiving yourselves. So as an appeals, what you need is the milk of God's word to build your spiritual foundation. Very strong. Because I tell you, the wind will come. The storm will come. But you still be standing. You build it on God's word. You build it on Christ. Christ is God's word. Jesus is God's word. You build it on Christ. On the rock. He's got the rock. He's the rock. You build it on the rock. So that when the storm comes, when the wind comes, you will still be standing. No shaking. And also, you have to what? Walk daily in the spirit. But before we come to that, I want us to read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 uh, Corinthians 3, 18. Uh-huh. But we all, we say, but we all, with open face, with open face, beholding us in a glass, beholding us in a glass, the glory uh -huh. of the Lord, mm -hmm. are changed into the same image, mm -hmm. from glory to glory, mm -hmm. even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Even Amen. as by the Spirit of the, of the Lord. So he says, with open face, beholding us in the glass, what the glory of the Lord. He is talking about God's word. With open face. The word of God is also termed as what? A mirror. A mirror. You look, when you look into a mirror, you see your image. When you look through the God's words, if you look through the Bible, you see your image. You will know that you are a king, and you will know, you will know that you are a priest. And as you continue to look, 
He said, as we behold, he said, as with open face, beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. You read the Gospels about Christ. As you look and you meditate, as you and you meditate and you try, you see, you follow Christ, you follow Christ, you see, you are changed into that same image. You see, God created us in his own image and likeness. And he has given the, his word as a manual, as his mirror. But this mirror is not that the, the mirror that we have in our houses. This mirror, as you look into it, you see, you see what? You see your image. You see your image. And you only see your image. You see, the ones that we have in the house, it doesn't change anything about you. But this mirror, as you look into it, you are changed. You are metamorphosed from one level to another, from one stage to another. If you look into it, you move from the pews to another stage. So as an appeals, you need God's word. Because you feed on God's word, you grow. Those things that used to bring you down cannot bring you down anymore. Those things that used to worry you will not worry you anymore. You cannot be easily be offended. Because you know that you have been called for a purpose. So you will not allow anything to hinder you. You cannot say somebody has offended me, so I have stopped church. I will not be involved anymore. When you study God's word, you know God's purpose for your life. You know the reason why God gave birth to you. You know the reason why you are alive. Then we know the reason why you are still on earth. You know it. You know God's plans. So he says, as we look into it, as we look all, that's what always you should study God's word. You see, the word of God is the food to your spirit. It's a spiritual food. You need it. As you always eat physical food to feed your physical body. In the same vein, you need spiritual food to, to, uh, to feed your spiritual man. You see, you are not your body. You're the main man. The main man is on the inside. The main man and he has his own food. His food is God's word. So you need God's word in order, in order to grow as an appeals. Number two, walk daily in the spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 17. You walk daily in the spirit. Walk daily in the spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. You see? He said, walk in the spirit. When he said, walk in the spirit, he said that walk after the image of your spirit. Which is created to conform into the image of Christ. Walk in the spirit. You are the righteousness of God. So walk in the spirit. If you are the righteousness of God, the seed of righteousness is in you. That means we need to see the fruit of righteousness. 
Is he walking in the spirit? Be conscious about who you are. That's what Paul is talking about. Be conscious about who you are. You are a spiritual being. You are not a physical being. A spiritual being. And your spirit, man, you were recreated in Christ Jesus for good works. So always, if you are conscious about who you are, you will do these good works. You will do it. Because if you are conscious about who you are, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lasted against the spirit. So it's like a, a war. You see, the flesh is trying to do its own thing. Its own thing. If you allow your flesh, eh, the things he will allow you to do. I'm saying that the real you is on the inside. Your flesh is your house that you live in. He says it's your temple. Your flesh is your temple. The real you is on the inside. But because we are in the world and we are in the midst of darkness, there are so many things that fight against us. So many things. So it's like we are at war. Your flesh is desiring for something else and your spirit is also desiring for something else. So there is this all going on. But the one you feed most will what? Will win. The one that you feed most. And because you don't feed your spirit with God's word, it's only on Sundays that you listen to one sermon. You are on Facebook watching here and the comedy days, laughing, jesting, and all that. You don't really take time to feed your spirit. And you are eating, feeding your flesh, watching, watching all so, so many things on television, watching movies here and there. And your flesh will also last after those things, those things that you watch. You are feeding your flesh with so many things. You put it in your mind. And your mind is the battlefield. Now your flesh and your mind, they are together, fighting against your spirit, two against one. So he said, things that you ought to do, you will not be able to do it. Because I tell you, as a child of God, you see, manifesting the character of God should come out naturally. There are some things, it should come out naturally. Like something like love, long-suffering, patience, joy. These things should come out of you naturally. Because these are your spiritual fruits. It's your nature to love. It's in your nature. You have joy, you have long suffering, you have patience, you are meek, you are humble. That's the fruit of the spirit. But you're always frowning your face, you're always angry with someone. You see, that means something is, you're not feeding your spirit man. Your spirit man is not in charge. Temptation, as for temptation, they will always be there, I tell you. As for the temptation, they will, your flesh will try to do certain things. If but if your spiritual man is very strong, your spiritual man will pull your flesh along. And it is, it is what? By the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is also there to what? To help you. He will quicken your mortal bodies. So as your spirit man gain the ascendancy, your flesh will also be quickened. Then all those fleshly tendencies will give way. So you are a priest, you are a king. You are not able to occupy your throne and your office. 
things that you are supposed to do you are supposed to go and save others to deliver others to heal others but you see yourself suffering from all the those those things you need somebody to deliver you and all that so when you come to church you will be casting out demons here and there but we are not supposed you see a, a christian doesn't need any deliverance i tell you you only need, you only need deliverance when you don't know what you have and what you can do So always you need to be led by your inner man. That is the way you be led by your inner man, but not your flesh. If you read First Timothy, First Timothy chapter six, First Timothy chapter six, verse ten to twelve. First Timothy chapter six verse ten to twelve. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Amen. So, as an appeal, learn not to follow the worst definition of what you need. Learn not to follow the worst definition of what you need. In the world, people are judged by the, the, the amount of money they possess. The, pro the properties that they possess. That's how they value people. But in our kingdom, we play by different set of rules. Our life doesn't consist the number of things that what we possess. It doesn't make us what valuable. Those things, those physical doesn't make us valuable. No. So don't follow that trend. Now, like in the world, if you don't have money, no one respects you, I tell you. No one respects you. But there are so many important things in the kingdom than just money. As for the money, you will get it as and when you need it. I know you need money to do certain things, but you don't need a lot of money. Then you begin to love the money money is supposed to be a tool. It's not something that you are supposed to love. If you love money, then the money will become your God. You see, Jesus calls it mammon. And Jesus said, you cannot love two masters. You cannot love two masters. You cannot love money and love God at the same time. It's like you love money to the extent that you try to do certain things to get money. And you get yourself pierced with so many things. As pastors, at times you want to do get money to do God's will. I know we need money to do God's will, but we need to get get the money in the right way. And you will start well, and later you see the love of money will derail uh, the, the the path that you were on, the good path that you started with. You started well, but when the love of money get hold of you. 
then you begin to do certain things. You corrupt your spirit and you corrupt the anointing. So Paul was telling Timothy that, oh man of God, flee these things. You need to flee. So as a child of God, you need to flee the love of money. You see, God is bringing you, God is building you up. There's time for everything. You see, don't be wary in world doing. In due season, God will reward you. Your reward is on the way coming. You see, don't follow the trend of the world. Don't follow it. You need money to do this as a young lady because you see your friends using iPhone 13 or I don't know the number. iPhone 13 or 14. You, you also want to use some. You don't have the money for it. So you do everything. Somebody will buy it for you and you to use it. You collect it and say this is the favor of God. There's nothing like freelance. There's nothing like freelance. The guy who is buying that phone, don't you think that he would demand something from you? There is a favor is working, favor is working. I know you can it is good to use that phone, but get that phone in the what? In the right way. If you're not using a phone, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't take anything from you. It doesn't make you beautiful. What makes you beautiful on the outside is that inner beauty, that treasure on the inside of you, that glory on the inside of you. You are the glory of God for crying out loud. You are the glory of God, the temple of God. You carry God's glory. You carry God himself. Don't you know who you are? We are doing everything to get money. And the things that we are supposed to do, we are not doing it. So when we come to church, only few people are involved because people are busily looking for money. It's, it's not bad that you, 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 you try to make money, but if you make it an obsession, it's not that you are going to get the money and bring it to church. Because where your heart is, that is where your treasure is. And you see, you are now growing up. You are not newly born again. God is building you up. And you disrupt everything with the love of money. He didn't say uh, uh, the he says the love of money. That means he's not, he's not saying that money is evil. It's the love of it. That is what that is evil. So don't get me wrong. It's good to work and get money, but don't love it. The only one you should love is God. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, and with all your mind. You cannot put money in place of God. You need to know uh, God's word for your life, God's purpose for your life. Jesus said that if you lose wife, husband, you lose parents, you lose lands for the sake of me, you are going to get a hundredfold of all that you lost. So why are you trying to do something that God has already made available to you? You will get it when the time is up. He wants you to control money, but no money to control you. Some of you at your stage, you don't need, you don't need it. At your stage, you don't need a lot of money, I tell you. At your stage, you don't need a lot of money. 
but have the desire to grow up so that you will be in charge of money, so that you will control money. Desire to grow. He said it will be delivered. These things, will, it comes with it. It comes with the blessings. These physical blessings. It comes with the spiritual blessings. You know the spiritual realm control the physical realm. And you are blessed spiritually. It's just that you need to grow up to occupy your place. When you occupy your place, all these things will just fall in place. Money will just follow you. Money will follow you, not follow money. But money will follow you. Money will work for you. It's just a matter of time. But it's just that we don't have understanding. And we try to do certain things to, to get money. So if we're in appeals, your concentration should be on God's word. Because if you read God's word, it will show you the way. David said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. These things you will know if you study God's word, if you feed on God's word. So I'm going to end here. And it is my prayer that you have that desire to grow and move from the Nepal stage and move to another stage. God bless you all. maturity and we just got to know the stages you have the Nepios, the Padian, the Technon and Heels and today happens to our man of God take us through the first one so this is the first one Nepios. all this while I was thinking the child and infant until the childishness came so you can still be around 60 years and still act that way my thinking that i know god i know god because most people the, the, the statement they really make is it's not about that one but when you are when you act under such circumstances it means that by an appeals and you need to grow i have one question but i think it's already answered i wanted to know the indications indications of growing from one state to another so how can one know that he's graduating from being an appeals to a new stage or coming out from that situation uh, yeah you see that one paul answered it and there's a scripture here that i want to use to answer your question first corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11 When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Yeah, that is your answer. You see, the indication for you to know that you have changed levels or you have changed stages is when you threw childish things away. You see, when I was a child, 
I speak as a child, I understood as a child, I taught as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. So when you throw it away and you move on, that is an indication that you are growing. Yeah. Oh, powerful. So, so, so that means your flesh is not in charge anymore. You know God's way. You don't judge yourself by the world standard. Yeah. You see all these things that are retreated. Uh, you obey God's way. Do God's work. When you hear the word, you you are you apply it. You are not just a hearer, but you are a doer of God's word. When you see yourself doing those things, then it means that you are changing levels. You have to make a conscious effort. He say, I he said I threw away childish things. God will not do it for you. I will not do it for you. Your pastor will not do it for you. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. Concerning the Galatians chapter four, verse one to three, was concerning mm -hmm. that we have been placed. The appeals have been placed under tutors. Yeah. And so, as we are giving them the basic mark of the word. So it is. It happens that some of the NPOs try to reject when giving on to them. So mm, what can yeah. we do to help them? You know, a baby. I see at times when you are feeding a baby, they will pose some. <laughs> you see, they will pose somewhere and they will try to uh, stop you from feeding them. So how do you? Do, what do you do to such such a baby? You see your. You saw your mother. <laughs> You'll be forced. It's our responsibility. And we have ways and means. We have ways and means. If we are, you are not abiding, then we will use spiritual means to get you to abide. That's where intercession comes in. Paul said, my dear little children, in whom I travel day and night till Christ be formed in thee. So if you try to resist our instructions, Ways and means. There are ways and means in the spiritual realm, I tell you. And we will pull one of them and use it. That's why you can, you, you see, respect your coach. I know you have, you have knowledge, but I tell you, there are certain things that we do in the closet that you don't know. You are a good player. No doubt about that. You are skillful, but you need to respect your coach. Yeah. No matter the kind of player you are to attach to the instructions of your coach. God bless you, Pastor Joseph Osesivi, for this powerful word. So let's listen to our next program lineup so that we don't miss it. Tomorrow, the Mondays to Fridays, 5.30 a.m. to 7 o'clock a.m., we have the Plus Morning Dew. Yes, then on Wednesdays, hang out with the girls. Happens to be on at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Thursday, we have menacing, 100% men culture. Ishmael's favorite program. 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Ishmael, we greet you. Then on Fridays, we have Meman Ghana at 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Then discussion on story night, 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Saturdays in the afternoon around 2 p.m., we have the show base plus then sunday no, that was yesterday we have the mirror room from 7 pm to 8 pm 
so make sure you don't miss the program line out on this platform so before we leave want the man of god to share his last words before we sign out you see my last word is that you should have have the desire you should have the desire to grow in the spirit so that you can occupy the place that you have already been given you see you have received it but you need to occupy it that means you need to what be in charge of the place that you have been given yeah you are blessed with all spiritual blessing you need to start to what to enjoy the blessings of the lord he said the blessing of the lord make it make it what rich and he added no sorrow with it so we should be eager we should yearn for spiritual growth so next week uh meet me once again i will continue god bless you pastor as my name goes lana osu jr was your host today ishmael couldn't make it hope next week he will make it so god bless you for joining us meet you same time 4 p.m next week bye Trendybeats.com